Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yel Teagle. I am joined by the wonderfully motionful. I look like I'm like um, directing a plane to like land or something. Hi guys, I'm Taylor Gates. <laughs> Hello, Taylor Gates. Um, I I did appreciate all of your hand gestures. I get excited, you know. I don't know where to put it, so it's gotta come out somewhere. It's perfect. Uh, this week, uh, because SVU is still on hiatus, we are talking season five, episode 17, Mean. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. And we have a special guest who will be joining us a little bit later. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. So before we jump in, as a reminder, uh, if you are in a situation where you need help, if you were assaulted, um, if you're in a dangerous situation at home, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. I thought I had it memorized, and then I got worried that I didn't have it memorized, that I was it saying happens. random numbers. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But if you guys need a little shortcut, it spells out hope. So. It does. Um, thank you. Also, this episode, like many episodes, uh, are a little dark. And sometimes when the show goes dark, we make light. And that is what you should prepare for. This will have me saying offensive things, as always. Here's the thing. This one might even have me saying offensive things, and that is rare. Like, I usually keep it pretty PC, but this one is a ride, start to finish. I cannot wait to talk about it. Um, so consider this your content warning before we jump into anything. I will also remind our audio-only listeners, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast version. I want you to feel appreciated, even though you don't see us. We appreciate you. And we look pretty hot today, is the thing. <laughs> so like, I feel a little bit sorry for you, but like, we still appreciate you. <laughs> um, because it's Valentine's Day, and we decided to wear pink and be your valentines happy valentine's day everyone you're stuck with us yeah. um, all right let me get into the quick cap of this episode um oh i did not yep. copy it. hold on I'm, I'm, i have it i have it one second wrong window so good i'm killing it today guys uh Fine. Today. i always have like four tabs open during this too because i have to like switch it's difficult it's, it's hard it. to answer. <laughs> Okay. When a schoolgirl's body is found in the trunk of a car, Stabler and Benson find themselves investigating allegations of bullying among her classmates. Yeah. Dun dun. True. Dun dun. I miss our dun dun button. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. So sad. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this episode, Taylor? I know you're a fan. I'm obsessed with this episode. It has, first of all, it it takes us on a journey like my favorite ones do. We go a lot of different places. There's a lot going on, which I adore, you know, from this show especially. The quotes, I have 13 quotes written down. That is how amazing <laughs> the writing is in this episode, especially from the mean girls and from people talking about the mean girls, I think is some of the funniest dialogue of all time of this show. And I'm really excited to reenact them for all of you um, at the end of the show. <laughs> And throughout. <laughs> yes. I um this is one of my favorite episodes. Um actually uh the 
the actress of uh, Agnes, Lindsay Hollister, is one of my um, absolute favorite actresses, specifically from the early 2000s. Um, and we'll talk more about that as we get into Agnes. Um, but this episode really is one of my absolute favorites. And watching it now, looking back, it, I was, I believe, I believe around that age during the time that this episode aired. Yeah. And um, I remember the flip phones. And when they're talking about, you know, he sent the picture to everyone who had a camera phone. I was like, that's right. Because the not, camera phone. <laughs> not all phones had cameras. Also. Um, all of this technology the technology was killing me. Yeah, the idea that the idea that the that we would learn the where the numbers were in text without looking, like very much yeah. a thing. Um, I had the I had a flip phone. I had a flip phone that didn't have a camera, and the way you text is, or at least for me, was I would go A B C. Yep. D E F. Like I would count the number of pushes to know what the letter was. I was on the tail end of that. So I texted like that for probably about two years in high school until like iPhones were the norm, but I still can relate, which makes me happy. I'm like, yeah, I did do that for like a couple of years. And it was, I was bad at it. Like I could never master it. And so I was not a good texter. I, I didn't do a lot of texting when I had my flip phone because I was never the people who would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, was, I was like, okay, one, two, three, C, <laughs> one, two, three, four, E. Like it was so hard. It's funny because you said flip phone to to iPhone. I don't know if you're aware, but there was an in between with full keyboard phones. That yes, was a and thing. I had I did have one of those. I had the one where it opened this way, and then it also opened this way for mm. the keyboard. So it opened both ways, and that's still the coolest phone I've had. Like I miss it. I'm gonna be honest. Like, was it convenient? No. Was it easy to type on? No. But the fact that it opened horizontal and vertical, like. That was something else. That was an invention. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode takes us way back. And I remember it was it was cutting edge at the time. It was the height. Yes. It was the most. Um, it's the way we are now where they talk about Finstas and Snapchat. So true. Um, it, it was. Look, it had its finger on the pulse at the time. And I just it want that appreciated. It's fun to watch these like older episodes too because it's like a little time capsule of like what life was like back then, especially in like season one with like chat rooms. <laughs> like, that's not a, really a thing anymore at all. So it's oh, always yeah. fun to go back and be like, oh yeah, that was 1999, huh? <laughs> um, I totally agree. In this episode, they mentioned screen names, and I was like, ooh, do kids not know what a screen name is? Because we don't call them that. We call them like handles now. Yeah. Crazy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. What a good time. What a good year this was. <laughs> All right. So we start our episode with a body um, frozen in the trunk. I really think it's wild that they showed us frozen blood. So gross. Yeah. I love the cold opening of this. The cold opening of this. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, I love the people just working on the. Was it a tow truck? What kind of truck? What kind of? Yeah, they were towing. They were okay. towing the car because it was parked by a fire hydrant. I love them. I, I liked their banter. I wanted more of them. <laughs> Honestly, it. I miss the classic cold opens. <laughs> right. Those are so good. Like they're always doing the weirdest activities, and they're like oh, a body. 
<laughs> it's always a service job. True. Very true. Oh my yeah. gosh. Love. Um, so we find out as they're identifying or trying to identify the body that there's a missing girl. She's 16. Her name is Emily and the car is registered to her father. So we put together that it is her body. Um, this leads us to uh, Andrea Kent. Um, yes. I, I'm, I know we save quotes for later, but I got to talk about her heartless mother. I, yes, <laughs> I definitely wrote it down. But I first want to talk about her dad, not Andrea's, Emily's dad was the most calm dude I've ever seen who had a daughter that just died. He was like, oh man, he was, yeah, she was sleeping over at her friend's house. They had a history, but oh man, like he was, he, I, he would have been suspect number one to me because he was way too chill for my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He wasn't even a suspect for a moment. He wasn't, he was not crying. He was not screaming. He was just like, he looked like he was minorly inconvenienced. <laughs> like, sir, that's your daughter. Like, that was wild. But yes, the mom was also a wonderful character. Let's talk about her. Um, Scare her a little. This is what happens when kids lie to their parents. I'm so sorry. Murder? Murder is what happens when your kids... Ma'am, your child should be taken away from you. Like, she was so funny, too, because, like, again, like, none of the parents were good in this episode. Like, I really do think they should have been suspects because she was like, I'm so sorry, I'm late for work. It, girl, this is your daughter's best friend. Ten minutes late? Like, I think that they would understand. I think that they would understand. Absolutely. Uh, so we get to the school and we pull in... <laughs> The girls, we pull in this click and we meet Andrea Kent, Paige Summerby, and Brittany O'Malley. Um, thoughts the on these girls? <laughs> you said it. Like this, like amazing. Um, I love them. They are so, they're just like the classic mean girl group. And they're so fun to watch. Like, because they're so selfish. They're so entitled. They're so just, like, the worst of the worst. And I think that, like, bratty teenagers is so funny, especially, and we'll get to this, when Olivia, like, shuts them down. It's always amazing scene. So that was a wonderful part of this episode for me. I, um yeah, there's some of the, the best part of this episode. And that the scene, the first time we're meeting them, where you know we have the phone and we call the number and it and it's there. I'm like, girl, why is your phone not on silent? How stupid could you be? It's such an idiot. Like they just lie and then got caught out two seconds later. I'm like, think ahead. Like get some critical thinking skills. Like also, you're in school. On. You're in school. Put your phone on right. silent. Right. It's so true. I can't. Um, we then meet uh, our twenty-something skeeve. Skeeve. The grape, the dancing grape. <laughs> yes. Um, I have to call this out. It needs to be pointed out as we always do here. The guy on set, the AD who uh, pointed us in the direction of the grapes, uh, is played by actor Justin McCarthy. He is a five-time repeat offender. My favorite, Whoa. my favorite time we've seen him, and I would say the most memorable, is um in an episode where we think it's a child pornography case and it turns out that the building is being poisoned by some pharmaceuticals testing mm -hmm. out a drug. He is the earwax guy who stands at the door. 
that just gave me such a weird flashback like because I forgot that it was a thing and then you said it and I was like yeah I can picture that very vividly <laughs> yes earwax man is played man. by Justin McCarthy I just it needs to be called out because this was his first um his first at the beginning of his repeat offending he's so funny I love that it's like a direction that we went in in this episode it was just like the well it was probably like a fruit of the loom commercial is what I'm thinking I assume the same thing amazing um like who thinks of that like but thank you for thinking of that too like <laughs> um this takes us to the uh so we meet Lucas Croft the grapes is uh useless and we are taken to the comic book store where we then get taken to the text records, which takes us to Emily was the bully. Um, I know you want to talk about the comic book store just because that scene was amazing. I do. Um, especially the line psychos. They always love comics. I was like, yeah, I was going to feel called out. <laughs> I was <laughs> so offended. I knew you would. Um, Here's the thing. This <laughs> episode reinforced stereotypes like no other and I did not appreciate that. But that's what almost makes it so great. Is that it's just like so cut and dry. Like all these people suck so badly. <laughs> but yeah, comic book man was cracking me up. He's like, I just found it this morning. He's like calling sex lines in the comic book store. Sir, I think that everyone needs some phone etiquette. Like lessons in this episode. <laughs> like that's not the time or place. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. I really appreciate um, their use of like the color pink, honestly, in this episode. The phone yes. was pink. The nail polish was boy crush blush, which boy is blush. light pink. Um, yes. And what I think is odd, though, is this man was on a phone sex line and he was like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Sir, like you're walking around. No offense, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your thing, but like, sit but down, like, enjoy like yourself. <laughs> it just seems like you're you're trying to if run a store. Do it, right. If you're gonna do it, do it. Like, <laughs> don't just half do it. It just felt like we were supposed to walk in on him, like you know, pleasing yeah. himself, and he wasn't. Me, masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not a masturbator. The Masturbator. Oh, that episode I just watched. <laughs> it's such a it's such a classic. Um, I really do like this this whole part that took us to Emily was the bully. I do appreciate that it took us there. Um, I think it's much more interesting mm -hmm. to find out that the victim is not like just a victim. I think that it's so much more interesting and complex. I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so this led us to the introduction of the Linsky family and Agnes, uh, who had a restraining, who was trying to get a restraining order against um, Emily and her friends. The principal did not think it was relevant to tell the police about that. I hate that. I hated that guy because like when you get like teachers and like school administrators who like are trying to relive their high school experience with the popular kids. Like that's so messed up. I hate that so much. Um, it's funny because we then got that really interesting conversation with um, Wong where he mm -hmm. talks about how it's easier for adults to think that um, the, you know, the popular kids that they're, you know, 
average, normal, whatever, and that the people yeah. who are being bullied are just too sensitive. And I think that that's such an interesting concept that I wish mm-hmm. would have been discussed more, um, especially in this episode where the principal says that he he calls Agnes socially delayed. Mm-hmm. And then we see her interact with Olivia and at no point, she's like very aware of everything. She's Yeah, she's like the most mature person in the episode. It's just that everyone's blinded by, yeah, like status and popularity. and It's just so, it's so annoying. But I agree. I love that we have um, Wong come in and he gives us so much during this episode. Like every week we watch old episodes, we're like, wow, like he's, he gave us so much in this episode. Like, which is just further proof we need him back. Yeah, I I don't know how we continue without him. Seriously, or someone like him. Like I even if BD Wong's busy, which I know he is, he's like a movie star now. But we, we gotta bring in someone to replace him. Like we don't ever just go with time without an ADA, really. Like there's someone that needs to replenish like the team when someone goes missing off of it totally i i think you know when you go back to season one um uh, what was his name jk simmons would appear as um a psychologist throughout episodes here and there and and i think there were other people who appeared and i don't know if they were from the mothership or just characters that mm-hmm. came in so it it seems odd that we would start with just people coming in and out then get Wong for so long and then and then not have anyone after that that just seems odd yeah and like not to skip around too much but especially the season that we're on now with everything we're trying to sort of tackle with like just the state of the world I think we need someone like him more than ever I totally agree yeah that's well now I'm when we needed him most he left us. He abandoned us. Um, yeah, well, we had him in this episode, which is very lucky. Um, and we, you know, this whole scene with Olivia and Agnes talking um, and and after the principal, like it really brings up this idea of systemic fat phobia, which I think is something that I would love for the show to tackle now, now that we like are much more aware of this. Because yeah. back then, you know, at no point was it called out that the principal says she's socially delayed. Like she's not socially delayed. As Benson says, she says it's easier not having friends, but it doesn't make it any less lonely. But she gets it. I really loved this scene. I love that Olivia can relate to her that even though, you know, Mariska is a stone cold Fox, like Olivia had a a troubled youth and we learn through the years about her Mm -hmm. growing up and, and what it was like growing up with her mom. Um, yeah. So I really love this scene, but I wish that the show would have done more to be like, wait, why? Why are we claiming that she's delayed? Like this right. woman it's is all she's fine. Prejudice. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, it could have been two different episodes, to be completely honest. And I'm glad it was one because it made it such a dynamic, like all over the place episode. But this absolutely could have been two separate episodes where we focused on like the mean popular girls and then sort of Agnes's storyline. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, when I think back on this episode, I think about the, like the whole Agnes of it. But mm-hmm. um, but that's not even like that's not even it. She had nothing to do with it. Like the mint's not the meat of the story at all. It's like a, a really good B storyline, pretty much. Yeah. Um, 
So we find out that uh, Brittany was attacked by Troy Linsky, uh, Agnes's brother. Um, and we have, I'm sure, oh, one of your so favorite grand. scenes. <laughs> Wait, oh, the one where Brittany and Olivia are in, in hospital? <laughs> yes. A, a classic. Let me even just bring up some lines right now. Yeah, um, Because I, I did love that scene so much. Shut up, find the plastic surgeon. I want to get out of here. <laughs> I thought that the way that that actor delivers it, like she eats this role. Like she absolutely crushes it because she's insufferable. And then she's like looking at the bandage on her head and she's like, I just don't want to spar. And Olivia's like, I think you're going to be just fine. And she goes, Well, thank you, doctor. You can leave now. <laughs> I do. And she goes, I will. That. You know what, honey? I will after you answer a few questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love this like snappy dialogue back and forth right there. Um, Daryl in the chat is agreeing. Best line oh, ever. Um, absolutely. I honestly, I think um, the way that Olivia was not like from the first scene with them in the room with the phone ringing. Um, Olivia's not falling for any of this. She no. can like see through them. Um, and I, I wish we would have heard more about her. I mean, we did hear about like her growing up and that she tried to not have friends because it was easier. Um, but still, I, I would have liked her to be like, I've met girls like you. I'm not scared. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Well, she, I, mean, I think it's also like the fact that she always roots for the underdog, and these girls are not underdogs, and no. I'm the underdog in the situation. So she kind of like naturally sort of wants to like build her up and like is skeptical of the people that you know we think are like the popular good people because they're not clearly if you spend two seconds with them you know that they're awful yeah so we find out that Agnes's brother attacked Brittany because she sent pictures of Agnes changing um and I had questions about this law because he was like isn't that illegal and I was like I think like it's illegal to take the pictures. I'm not really sure because she's 18. So like, I'm not really sure oh, what the law yeah. is. Here's the thing though. That whole scene made me angry because I feel like Elliot was so mad at him. And I'm like, good for him. Like, I'm glad that he did this. He should have done this. Like, I I didn't like that he was like so angry. Like, I know you have to kind of lay down the law, like to do your job and be in the position you are. But, like, come on. Like, sympathize. Play good cop with this kid. Like, he was obviously protecting his sister. I think Elliot has a very, like, black and white way of looking at things. And this boy pushed a girl is all he needed to hear. That's true. And, like, come on, man. I know, right? He deserved to. He deserved to push her harder. Like, I'm sorry, but that's awful. Also, if she let's say she had a scar, it was on her hairline. Like no one's gonna notice. It's fine. Your mom's gonna pay for plastic surgery. Like nothing's gonna happen to her. It's gonna be fine. Get bangs down. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly. I mean, at the time, side bangs were huge. So That's I'm shocked thing. she didn't have them. Start of the trend. Like relax. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so we find out that uh, the we get more information about Emily's body. She was cut with manicures. I think this is what was fascinating because the like the the depth and shape of the of the wounds were so complicated that the yeah. idea that like scissors were put in and then opened. <laughs> Thinking about that makes me just like 
Oh, ouch. It was vicious. Like, this is more brutal seeing that body than, like, a lot of other ones. Because it was so, like, Huang was, like, Huang kind of says, like, it was so personal Mm -hmm. and, like, specific. Like, with the the managers and, like, the cigarette that she smoked. Like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. No, totally. It's it's wild um, that they, so it's. The manicure scissors, and then they burn her with cigarettes, and then they cut her throat. Also, yeah. like into what? <laughs> I think you did the job already. Like, well, what's so when you remember at the beginning of the episode? So she was alive through all of that because the car was turned on, keeping her body warm. Yeah. So she was alive through all of it, and then slowly froze to death. That was what killed her. Oh. That's brutal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, should I go? <laughs> um, yeah. Daryl's reminding us she bled out for hours. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this episode oh, got gruesome. <laughs> got very uh, gruesome. Very fast. So that all leads us to my favorite part of the episode is know any bottled lawns? <laughs> Three. <laughs> you always say that line, and it's so good. It's it's one of my favorites. I don't know why, because like, because it's so witty. No any bottle blondes. Three. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this leads us to even more explanation of this like culture of these girls. Um. We learn about relational aggression. Mm-hmm. Um. I have this information for us here um relational aggression is non-physical aggression towards another with the purpose of bringing down their reputation or social status or heightening one's own social status because teenage girls are often in high school competition with each other there's a major focus on them and relational aggression um did this episode or mean girls come out first oh this episode for sure this episode that's wild because it's a a it's not obviously like the same, but like the concept is very like feels it's the same year. Interesting, because that's what I thought. Like I think that like there was kind of more awareness because I know there was a book that Mean Girls was based off of, and it wasn't yes. like a fictional book; it was like a nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder Queen, if that kind of inspired Queen both at the same time. Well, so in a bit, we'll get to the ripped from the headline that this is taken from, uh, but. Great question about Mean Girls. Um, Because it did, I mean, Brittany very much felt like a Regina George, so. Yeah, and just the whole, like, concept of, you know, forcing other people to do stuff because you have, like, power over them. I don't know. It felt very similar in ways, which I like. Yeah, so then as we're learning this, um, and Wong points out that there must have been a betrayal in the inner circle, uh, they go, our detectives go to the school and start asking around about, you know, about these girls. And I got so annoyed at everyone making excuses and be like, it's hard to be popular. It's really hard to be popular. Shut up. Like, no, it's not. It really is not. Like, oh my God, they were so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, they were annoying. Um, they weren't fun annoying. They were just annoying, annoying. <laughs> totally agree (laughs) 
Um, so we found out that Emily was pulling away and that she didn't like Brittany anymore. Um, and it takes us back to Lucas, our 20-something skeeve. Eve. So, a lot of alliteration this episode. <laughs> Three bottle blondes, 20-something skeeve. They killed it. They took some poetry classes before writing this one. Writing this classic. <laughs> Um, so Lucas is told to hit on Emily because it's a friendship test. Look, <laughs> I know that we're looking at this being like, this is stupid. That was so we'll do that. It was 100% a thing. The most it's still a thing. Have you ever seen like the stupid skit TikToks? Like all of this is like that. <laughs> so annoying. Um, yeah, it is definitely a thing. And I was like, ooh flashbacks to high school oh my gosh so dumb if you have to test relationships like that you're it's not worth being in it <laughs> like yes that's a great message thank um, you on this valentine's day if you need to test your significant other like this get out it's not worth it or go to therapy because maybe there's something that you need to fix in yourself yeah it seems like you have trust issues. Yeah. Maybe just a little. How, do you, how does it make you feel? <laughs> um, we also find out from Lucas that Brittany poisoned buttons. <laughs> I was like, can we can we go into that more? The way it never comes back is what gets me. So it, the line have... delivery of that, by the yeah. way. I think she poisoned buttons. My cat. <laughs> So she murdered a cat. She like Uh viciously and brutally um, attacked this girl. This girl's a sociopath. That's exactly what I was thinking. And we're treating her like, oh, mean girl. No, this is Ted Bundy. (laughs) This is Teddy Bundy. Yes. I hate it here. A hundred percent. Um, so the trio is arrested. Oh, hello. Did we lose you? You're there. Nope. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> so the trio is arrested. Um, I really like uh, Novak's questioning, um, which she's like, was it this? Because we can check that. Was it this? Because we can check that. And then she's like, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> And I love the transition. Like, why are you being so mean? And then we go to the next person who, and it's like, because you're lying to us. Like, yeah. such a good scene. Casey Novak. We'll get we'll get more into her. But this episode is a prime reason why she's my favorite ADA. And I know that that is a bold claim because people love Alex and people love Barbara. And while I love both of them, Casey's my girl. Wow. This is my girl. Big claim. Um, I agree with you, though. The scene where we have the three different interrogations is incredible. Um, and in the end, Andrea and Paige crack, which I love. Me too. Me too. I oh, just, I'm glad they didn't They didn't do anything. Oh, I'm glad that you're saying that. That's exactly what they're telling us, too. They're saying you did it. <laughs> it's like you wrote down the whole episode. I pretty much did. I love this episode. I'm so glad. So we then are going into our our court case. We have this mob mentality and we learn about small group dynamics like soldiers and cults. Um, And we have another really great line um, during the trial, which is that being weak is not an excuse for murder. It's just pathetic. Pathetic. Yes. Honestly, Casey's a bully. (laughs) 
I don't care. She deserved to be like she can bully me any day too. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the whole case turns on the class ring. Ah, um, uh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love this twist so much. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so they are well, Casey is examining um Andrea on the stand, and she's like we were celebrating my birthday and she's like oh in january you're a capricorn like interesting that garnets your birthstone yeah and then she was like what kind of ring were you wearing oh that's a september birthday that's my birthstone and you know who else's birthstone it was emily's and then we get an explosion because she's like Paige took it off of her dead body and gave it to me and then Paige was like well you stole our brothers and it was so good yep thank you 30 30 seconds for you right there genuinely i the that explosion is so good it's i just love that like i love it when little details like end up mattering a lot in the class ring birthstone and and casey like clocking that as she's like doing the questioning so good it's i totally agree um it's interesting how many cases we've had on the show um, where someone is testifying and is wearing something they stole from a dead body. Absolutely dumb. But honestly, it made sense in this case because they've gone away with everything in their lives. Like, they just assumed that would be fine. They'd get away with it. I, I think today, one of the things that's interesting is, or, or I think a missed opportunity I mean, I guess these girls are dumb, but I think that if I were Andrea, not to say that I murdered anyone, but you're <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> if I were, I would say that I'm more of a Britney, but okay. How dare you? Sure. I'm not pathetic and weak. I'm just Paige. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> well, we'll get back to this. Well, let's finish this point. Tag yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Um, no, I think when they talk about this small group dynamics and like that these people are, these girls were weak and have self-esteem issues and followed what they were told to do. I personally was like, why would you do that? Because I wasn't, I, I, although I was a fat kid in school and I was weird, I wasn't insecure about it. I was aware. <laughs> no, I was a floater in high school. I just got along with pretty much everyone. Yeah. But my high school wasn't like this. Like, my high school was pretty, we were all pretty nice to each other for the most part. I mean, yes, I would say at one point I definitely was a bully, and there were points where I was bullied as well. I I, I feel bad for the bullying I did. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you didn't put anyone in a trunk, I don't think. I didn't, I didn't murder anyone. I didn't put anyone well, in a trunk. I mean, I've, I put myself in the trunk quite a few times. Anyway, long story. <laughs> we'll take that offline. We'll take um, I will say, Daryl says, uh, Taylor took me right back to that courtroom scene. So good. Thank you so much. Uh, um, if you guys are looking to cast, <laughs> I'm not an actor, but I'll do it for you guys. <laughs> um, so the, the class ring thing, the thing that like pissed me off is if the girls were smarter, she would have been like, of course I took it. She was my best friend. I wanted something to remember. Right. Like, right. Uh, That's so true. Think on your feet, guys. The thing is, they didn't have a plan for anything to say. Like, they were just changing the story as you went. I'm like, if you kill someone, 
have a very tight alibi, have a plan, any line of questioning you get, know the answer to it. (laughs) Yeah, they thought through enough to do the fake sleepover. They thought through enough to have the story of, like, this is what we did for the night. That's the story. Have it be solid and do not deviate. Even when someone's like, this is a lie, be like, I don't know what to tell you. I, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They they did not do enough. They didn't think far enough in the future than they as they should have. I'll say Brittany is is she's bad at being a sociopath. She didn't think it through. It's true. You need more training. You're a plan to murder. Think it through. Think it through. Because it was planned. Like I think that's the thing that like it wasn't a heat of the moment thing. It was this was orchestrated. It's very orchestrated. But then you didn't have any answers. Right silly um anyway so after the trial 15 minute jury which i think was wonderful so good so good um we find out that shots were fired at the school we go in agnes shot some rando girl um written on her locker it says agnes the pig squealed there was a dead pig Ugh. i had questions about that whoever did that i, think, be I feel like they probably got it from the bio lab is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Pink fetus, you can you dissect them in biology sometimes. Gross. Um, I don't know why I like thought of that detail. I was like, where have they gotten? I was like, oh, probably the bio lab. No, no, that does sound familiar. That sounds like a thing they used to do in the old days. That was how schools would happen. Well, I had to do it, and I was luckily had strep throat two of the four days, which thank God because I'm not do well with that. We didn't have to do that. Um, Anyway, at the end, Agnes says they went to jail and it didn't make a difference. It was never going to stop. And I think that is one of the most like heartbreaking. Again, this the systemic fat phobia that she had to deal with and that like the episode ends with this poor girl being like, I'm sorry, do I have to spend the rest of my life being treated like shit? Is that... Here's the thing, though, Agnes. Like, you waited, like, 15 minutes after the verdict. Like, give it two days, you know? Like, you don't know that it's not going to change necessarily. Well, she was telling She, during the trial, she got bullied. So, like, it didn't... during the trial, that's true. That's, like, after they go to jail, maybe, you know. But, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, there was the stuff on her locker. I'm just sad. I just wanted Agnes to, to thrive. I did too. I did too. Um, I I want to talk a little bit about Agnes some more. I was going to wait for our guest to join us, and I don't know when that will be. Um, but we'll start talking about Agnes, and hopefully she will join us. Um, I love this character so much um, because I feel like she is so relatable. I mean, a lot of people... Um, a lot of people were bullied growing up and, you know, a lot of people are insecure and, and I think is a really relatable character to have. Um, I have to call this out. Zach in the chat says, curious to know what the PA that was told to get the dead big for the scene. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. All I, right. I'm assuming right, that was Jimmy. Real. It's a good question, but I'm, I'm assuming that was not a real I don't think it would be really. I feel like Peto would have been like mad if that was real. Yeah. Um, also, funny thought. <laughs> I assume on SVU that they have to get some weird stuff. So and true. Whoever the PA is that is responsible for that 
the person they get the weird stuff from is like, oh, hey, good to see you. What do you need today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, a, a jar of 15 eyeballs? Great. <laughs> do it. Oh, you want an ear that looks like it's been cut off? Do you want it like surgically removed? Or do you want it <laughs> Oh, so true. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's tell me about your favorite lines. Let's do that. Taylor, I know you got a bunch. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, yes. We've said a lot of them. So I only have like four left that we haven't, no, we haven't said. Sure. But I, I love when we're talking to the, um, is it Taru? Is that what you call that department? Uh, Taru, the guy yeah. that was looking at the phones. And yeah, I can't pronounce it. I was like embarrassed to try to say it, but I was like, she's not going to know what I'm talking about. T-R-U. Taru, whatever. It's fine. Um, but I love how, I forget who asked, but there was like, are there any way to find out who she sent these messages to? And the guy's reaction, he's just like, yeah. He's like, I got you. Like, the way he said, yeah, was like so funny. To me. He's like, yeah. That scene, I think, is one of my favorites because yeah. you have these two grown men discussing teenage texting. It's just so fun. It's so fun. I just like, I love that guy. Like, he was just like so happy to oblige. He's like, yeah. You champ, like it's so funny. Um, I love Elliot's quote. I love these little clicks. It's like the mafia, which <laughs> is true. Um, I love when they were interviewing our twenty-something-year-old skis, and they said, "Can you act like a prison inmate?" <laughs> and then finally, during Brittany's um, testimony, she said the way she said it was funnier than the actual line. But when she says. Okay, then after that, Paige was hungry, so we went to get waffles. <laughs> like, love the delivery of that song. So we went to get waffles. <laughs> like, so casual. It's I loved great. It. I'm so glad you brought that up because I definitely I've seen this episode a million times, and I was like, burgers. They went and got burgers. Right? I that me too. This is some like oh, what is it called when there's like the butterfly effect or whatever, Mandela. like the Mandela effect. I literally thought it was burgers too. Like distinctly remember that but I guess I went to get waffles. Went to get waffles. I was like burgers right? Burgers. No, waffles. I swear okay. to god I felt the same thing that's so funny. Um, Zach's, Zach's line about the use of 10 O's in the girls message. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's his name is so 10 O's cute. <laughs> god this episode is just so good. Yeah. Um, Daryl says it was a great performance by the actor who played Agnes. Yes, Lindsay Ulster. Um, I'm such a big fan. Uh, I will say this. In the early 2000s, um, Lindsay was in an episode of a show, or was in a, a few episodes of a show called Boston Public, which was a show that I uh, was obsessed with. Um, and it was just a really good show about like, it was a drama it was a high school drama no one remembers this but if you watch boston legal it's the same guy it's david e kelly um i know that, because i was gonna say it was like do you mean boston legal and you just like miss her <laughs> wait but now i'm interested that sounds before good. boston legal there was boston public boston public okay um, all right it, it was like any well like the old school David E. Kelly shows like, like Ally McBeal, where it was a drama that was very witty and funny. Um, and there were all absurd characters. Um, so 
in Boston Public, um, Lindsay Alster played a girl named Christine Banks, who was a plus size woman who was bullied and eventually joined the wrestling team and was one of the best wrestlers. Um, oh, I love that. And so I was like a really big fan because as a plus size girl growing up, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there's someone on TV who looks like me. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, after that, she did an episode of Popular. Um, she did an episode of ER. She did an episode of Nip Tuck. Like, she was everywhere. That's awesome. Uh, and then, of course, she was Agnes on this episode of SVU, which is, I think, one of the most amazing things ever. Um, it is. It's very good. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, hopefully she will be joining us before our show ends today. Um, I also want to give props to uh, Kelly Garner, who played Brittany, um, because she's been doing, I feel like, I feel like I have not, I don't recognize seeing her um, since this episode, but she's been in a lot. Um, Yeah. I, she, her face was familiar. I didn't know like what else she was in, but I feel like I've seen her in other stuff. Yeah. I feel like you got to look at her IMDb and see what it is that you're familiar with and be like, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Ariel Keeble, right? Keeble? I never know how to pronounce her name. Yes. um, Ariel, I think it's Cabell. Oh, okay. Well, good. I didn't, I didn't say that at all. (laughs) I know I can spell it, but I don't know how to say it. So I'm pretty sure it rhymes with yell because I think, oh no, Ariel rhymes with yell. Um, Because I interviewed her and she was like, our names rhyme. Oh my gosh. No, she's so cool. And I, I, she's so good on Unreal. If you guys have ever seen Unreal, she's amazing in that show. She's She's been on Good More Girls. Midnight Texas, um, which I covered over at After Buzz. um, And on that show, she played an assassin, like a badass assassin. So to see her go from this like very weak, like very easy to push around girl. I mean, still an assassin, but. Different, different. Different breed of assassin. assassin. They're a little different. One takes skill. I think that if, if she were an assassin, um, she would have come up with the line about why she took the ring. So true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, but you've seen her everywhere. She was on Vampire Diaries. Um, if that's your jam. Not yeah. mine, but Gilmore Girls was, and she was right, right, Dean's right. wife, so. Yes. Ooh, spicy drama. Dean's wife. Way. Dean's wife that was cheated on? That Dean's wife? Indeed. <laughs> Lindsay. Honestly, this episode is is packed full of people who went on to do incredible things um, and should be appreciated as such. Okay. Uh, that said, this episode was in fact ripped from the headlines. Um, we did talk about the idea that it may have been inspired a little bit by Mean Girls. I'm going to say maybe because there is an actual headline that it was ripped from, and it is the murder of Shonda Scherer, um, whose parents, I'm going to say, are jerks for naming her Shonda when her last name is Scherer. 
Time to share. I kind of like it. It's so close. Time to share. So catchy. Uh-uh. I no. Uh, Time to share. <laughs> so she was twelve. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and she was tortured and burned to death in Indiana by four teenage girls. Um, and the girls were age 15 to 17. So what's interesting about this story is there were one, two, three, four, four girls involved in the murder. The ringleader, it's a whole, like, it's a whole different story. So the ringleader was named um, Melody. Marjorie, Melinda. Okay. okay, you got there. I got there. So Melinda um, was, if I understand the story correctly, M- Melinda was in love with a girl named Amanda. Oh, we got a lesbian love triangle. Oh yes. So okay, why did we capitalize on that part? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so at some point, Amanda and Melinda broke up and Amanda met Shonda. Oh, spicy. Yeah. I'm trying to like follow all these names. Yeah, it's a lot. We need like a diagram, like a whiteboard behind you. Like, <laughs> it. Um, so then Melinda got met. So that's the basic that you need to know is that there was like a love triangle, all ladies. Uh, oh. Yeah. I kind of wish that's where we went. With yeah, this. what the heck? Why did we get deprived of that? Because we needed a 20-something skeeve. True. But we should have done another episode with that. We haven't really had that many like good lesbian love triangles in the show yet. Honestly, uh, up until I would say Kat joining the team, um, SVU really did not do well with queer characters. No, and let's be honest, like if it would have been like it would have been pretty offensive, I think. That's I mean they've done a, tried for me. They've done a lot of um gay men stories that are always yeah. like Yeah. AIDS or um, drugs or yeah, it's it's hard because the show, the like show's setting is terrible things happening to people. So like we want representation, yeah. We don't want terrible things happening. No, very true, very true. But like these characters are just so like sassy and. It could have been fun to like add that layer to it. Oh, I also wanted to, there's a quote I just saw that I forgot to to say, but I love that we were talking about Andrea's parents. Their parents continue to suck because they let her talk to a lawyer without them present. And they're just like, so where are your parents? And she's like, Napa Valley. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I saw Napa Valley on my notes. And I was like, that line made me laugh out loud. Napa Valley. Yeah, I mean, I really do like, it reminds me of, we've had other episodes where, um, like, where there's privileged white boys and their parents happen to be off somewhere and they're like, whatever. Um, So it's interesting to have that uh, with girls now. Yeah, I agree. Her mom just is so, sucks. sucks so bad. Yeah. For the whole episode. Um, Totally. The parents, I mean, terrible. 
mom lets her speak to her that way. Yeah. Yeah. Go get the plastic surgeon. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> My mom would hit me. My mom yeah, no. what if I dare? Yeah, that would not have worked. That would not have worked in my house. Shut up. Um, all right. It reminded me a little bit of our, our um Sarah Highland Hot House. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Love that energy that we bring. <laughs> okay. Uh let's talk about our weekly poll. Let's do it. So last week, we talked about your favorite teen pregnancy episode. There's a lot of them. We had like eight. We had to narrow it down to four. Um, But in fourth place, sadly, we have Savior, which got 12% of the vote. It's a great episode, so I'm a little bummed it got fourth, but these were all good. Um, We had Patrimonial Burden in third place with 20% of the vote. We had Babes in second place, which, like, you know how much that hurts me because I love Babes. But if Babes had to be beat out, I'm glad it was by Charisma, which is the one we talked about last week, which got 40% of the vote. So I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, that was the result of last week's poll. This week, boy, we have a great poll for you. Um, it's your favorite Casey Novak episode. Um, there are so many. As you know, I love Casey so much. And so it was hard to narrow it down for me. But here's the four that I picked. We have Mean, of course, which is currently in last place, which is very upsetting. Maybe that will change by next week. I think about it might, um, which we just talked about, of course. We have Night, which is season six, episode 20. That is the one where she gets like beat up when she and Olivia are at the office and like someone delivers flowers and then she's in the hospital. And fun fact, I like read an interview with Diane Neal and said that she actually got knocked out in that scene. And so that was the take they used, I think, too. Like when they, I think he hit her with a lamp or something. She actually got knocked out, which is wild. It's a wild fun fact for you guys. Um, We have Svengali, which is season nine, episode six. She's not actually in that one that much, but the end is so good. That's where there's like um, this like crazy serial killer. And it's the guy who's in like Chernobyl and Mad Men. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. yes, British guy. Yeah. He's like the crazy serial killer, and then he's like, I made art on their bodies and whatever. And then she like makes a deal with him and then yeah. like somehow twists it. And then the last line that episode is how do you like my work? Which is such a good moment. That's a great episode. And then we have Blinded, which is season nine, episode seven. And that is the one where we find out that her boyfriend or like ex-fiance used to have schizophrenia. That's also an amazing episode. And Ellie gets blinded temporarily, which is like wild and wacky. Oh, it's that's so funny. Part of the arc. Yes, I always forget like these episodes exist. And I'm like, oh my God, like I need to go back and watch. Because I usually stick to later-ish seasons, but like six through nine had some gems. And I'm very sad that I could not um, include Impulsive. But that's the one with Melissa Joan Hart. Hmm. And the like... That one, that storyline is crazy, but a line from that that lives in my mind rent free that I want to share with you guys is Olivia is like fighting with Casey. I love it when they argue because they're both like such good arguers. <laughs> and Olivia goes, I can't even throw you a life vest. And Casey goes, I'm a big girl. I know how to swim. I was <laughs> like, I love that line so much. Like, seriously, think about it. Uh, and then fun fact for you guys, because I did a lot of research for this poll. Um, Casey's last appearance was in um, season 13, episode 18, and it was called Valentine's Day. <laughs> so that worked out very well for today. Um, 
Valentine's Day is the episode where the with uh, Chloe Savigny where she fakes her own rape yeah. on video chat. Correct. I and so I just wanted to to drop that knowledge on you guys. That thank you. Very good coincidence. <laughs> Um, what a great, I love how much research you did. Also, I love how much we remember these episodes, um, from one line. It's, it's, that's the thing where I don't remember most episode titles the way you do. Yeah. Remember a thing in that episode. And in my head, that is what the episode is called. So, yes, I feel Like when I look up impulsive, I was like, "What's the one where she says I'm a big girl I know how to swim?" And I was like, "I don't even remember what the plot of that one was." And so I had to like Google, "I'm a big girl I know how to swim," <laughs> to get that. And then I had to like, um, I was like, "Schizophrenia." What episode is that? And it's not the one called like Schizo, which I think is an episode title, which I always think it is for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's not um, that. One. Well, blinded. No. It's the one. It's Harken to the Ark. He's the author who's who's talking to his dead sister. And that's the thing he says, which takes him to to like Washington Square Park. Yes. Oh my gosh. I want to rewatch every single one in this poll so badly now. (laughs) Because they're all so good. And I haven't watched the Casey episode in a minute. Like that one with like her feature. But season nine, she's featured a lot because it's funny because Svengali and Blinded are back-to-back episodes which is crazy i honestly pulling up this episode season five is one of my favorites yeah brotherhood is in this episode that's the one where you first eat tau omega fraternity (laughs) is that the one where they beat each other up on the mattresses um i don't know it's the one where they use a paddle to sodomize what's the one where they use like a plastic baseball bat with like barbed wire around or something oh that's the one. Uh, that's, that's not brotherhood. That's pretend. That's one of your favorites. It's the one with the girl whose jaw gets wired shut. Pretend. <laughs> so what was she goes? Um, what's what? She goes. Like, she goes. You can't mouth. cry with your mouth wired shut. You're not going to be able to breathe. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry for the last ten minutes of this show because we just ripped off of each other. But like, I hope that's what you come for because that's what you're going to get every week. <laughs> Ugh. Um, before we tell you where to find the poll and what is happening next week, um, let me uh, remind you of our newest segment, our favorite segment, and it is What Did We Learn? Oh my God, I learned so much. What did you learn? I want to, I want to, like, what did I learn that's like the most relevant though? I think that I learned um, the Brooke Stones because <laughs> I didn't have a lot of knowledge before that. And she's like, January Capricorn, that's Garnet. Oh, September Sapphire, that's my birthstone. And so now I kind of like know the January and September birthstones. What is your birthstone? I'm a diamond. I'm an April. Oh. Kind of a big deal. What's your birthstone? Um, I'm going to be honest. Mine is an aquamarine. And um, that sounds really pretty until you see the actual stone. And then you're like, oh, that's boring. <laughs> I'm a diamond. Like diamonds, like yes, in essence, that's cool, but it's also boring. Like it's not even a color; it's just silver. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm bougie. Like I'm a diamond, but also like I don't have anything like special about it. So yeah, my my birthstone is always like the palest blue. I always see like a blue, and I'm like pretty, and people are like, no, not that one. <laughs> that's whatever birthday. <laughs> I um, wish I was July because it's a ruby. Oh, that would be cool. 
Shoot. Not my birthstone. Not your birth. What month are you in? I'm I'm in March. I'm uh coming up. Oh. oh March and April. Wait, combined us for your birthday party? What are we gonna do? I don't know. We're just gonna be on the show. Fair, that's fair. Um, we'll like eat cake during it or something, and that'll be like special. Because that's what people want to hear into their uh, ears. On ASMR, baby. That's all. Um, I love ASMR. I hate the sound of people eating. Anyway, um, moving on. What did I learn? Um, I learned, uh, I learned um, that being weak is not an excuse for murder. It's just pathetic, which I think is so just mean. Pathetic. It went, didn't we hear a very similar line last week um, in Charisma when Olivia was talking to the mom oh, and was like, yeah. that doesn't make you a victim. It just makes you pathetic or something. She like said something very similar. And so I love that we're keeping with the theme. Um, no, she says to uh, Eugene slash Abraham, she says like, you believed your own you height. Believe- <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, so true. You That's actually pathetic. believe your own height. Um, yes. I... I think also um, I learned I learned some sad things. Um, yeah, I learned that um, that adults are more likely to side with the bullies and think that people being bullied are too um, sensitive. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. That's kind of funny, not unexpected, but it's it's kind of like something I didn't really think about but it is true i guess if you like really think about it yeah it makes me really sad actually um yeah yeah. i don't know if you can hear people singing but now there are people singing somewhere i love that (laughs) (laughs) so sorry everybody all right um i guess that's our show sadly Lindsay couldn't join us today which is such a bummer um but maybe we'll do like a special one-off we'll see we'll see what we can do uh oh yeah um thank you taylor for being here what the plan is let me tell you that before we tell you where everything is next week new episodes return um that said we have a theory that it's one and then a break because um it seems like the next episode is going to be the crossover with uh organized crime april 1st right about maybe have a month and a half (laughs) Um, and if that is the case, we will continue. Which honestly fine, because I'm, I'm having fun with these. We will keep doing old episodes. Um, and yeah, so let us know which old episodes we should be doing um, by tweeting at us. So Taylor, where can everyone find you the poll and tell you what episode they want us to do? Yes, you guys can find me the poll and tell me what episode we want to do on Twitter at alphaba underscore. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm also there at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also have a Twilight podcast called The Women Forks. If that's your thing, it's a good time over there, too. We break down the Twilight books. <laughs> um, awesome. I am ever at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. I also do a show called Super Lady Hero Hour on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. So check that out if you are a, into any of the superhero shows. We talk about all of the ones that are currently airing, uh, including WandaVision, Black Lightning. And Batwoman, soon we're going to be adding Superman and Lois and The Flash when they return uh, this month. So, yeah. Also, I'm pretty much watching SVU anytime I'm not doing this show. Um, 
In fact, yesterday I was watching on Ion, they did season 17 and then finished it, killed Dodds and sent us back to season one. So I've rewatched season one again. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, they made us cry and then we're like, but first payback. <laughs> so oh my gosh, that's so funny. My friend and co-writer just started it from the very beginning and he's seen like sporadic episodes, like quite a few of them, but he's binging from the start and I'm very excited for his journey. I am so excited for your friend. Uh, I really hope that Sergio has caught up with season one by now. Yeah. yeah. Our old guest Sergio. Um, because if we're going to be doing old episodes, then we're going to be bringing on friends. Speaking of friends... Uh, next week, Felicia Michelle will be returning to the show with us um, on a permanent basis, hopefully. So stick around for that. Uh, again, if you need help, please reach out to Rain, 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. Okay, I think I've given you all the information. I think you know everything now. We will see you next week for more S-Review. Bye, everybody. Bye.